Hot Sauce Podcast. I'm Larry Monkey. You can find me on Twitter at FF Larry Monkey and Mr. At Run DFF. Justin Rogers. What's up, my man? Scott Fishbowl, baby. It's Fishbowl Day. Yo, yo, yo. You know what it really is? It's a day of deals, Larry. This morning, I got a brand new dryer for like 280 bucks. I was walking through the Lowe's clearance section. Tomorrow is Amazon Prime Day. And then right around lunchtime today, I got Kyler Murray at the 109. Deals, <laughs> baby. Deals. That's what we got going on. Nice, nice. I, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, my day was start off. The guy overslept the the, the 101, or he, he thought the draft was starting at 11 and not 10. I don't know. There's something going on. I wasn't paying attention because I had the 107. So, you know, this guy eventually makes his pick. And then 107, it just it was just QBs. It was Jonathan Taylor went number two, and, and, and it was a Herbert with the 101. Mm-hmm. Then it was Taylor, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, 105, Lamar Jackson, 106. And I and this is what it's this is why I searched. I searched for divisions that had the 107 available because I had the 111 forever. Yeah. And I decided last minute after hearing all the different analysis and just thinking about how, how I wanted to play the Scott Fishbowl, I was just like, you know what? I want to get my hands on Lamar Jackson. He's been my quarterback, every fishbowl I've been in, he's been, you know, he's been the man for me. He's my guy. He's my fishbowl guy. You know, I love bragging about Lamar. You know, paying attention to all these Scott Fish mock drafts and stuff. He was kind of – he was going between like the 105, 108 area in mock drafts. Sure. So I, I settled on the 107 because I just wanted to be as close to that third-round reversal as possible. And – he gets fuck goes with the 106 right before my right before my uh, my pick. You know, Larry, what'd you what'd you end up with there? Well, as a result of Joe Burrow going to 105, Kyler Murray just fell, um, I guess, into my lap. So you got an upgrade over Lamar Jackson is what you got. Well, according to late round QB, I commented on him because he got Murray at on one of his posts. He got Murray at like the 108. Uh-huh. And, I, and I and I chimed in that I wanted Lamar, but he, he said Murray was in his like top tier. Yeah. But, um, well, let, I, me give you, let me give you a couple things about Murray. I know you're disappointed about Lamar Jackson. Uh-huh. But Lamar Jackson in last year averaged 21.3 points. If you go back to 2020, he averaged 25.2. So a real a good year in 2020. Now we we don't need to talk about 2019. In fact, I can't even pull those stats right off the app here. But so high. Uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. But it's an outlier season. Like he's never gonna, he's not gonna have like a, a nearly ten percent touchdown rate again. That's that's almost unlikely for his entire career. Well, I mean, they didn't, really, hand, Larry, they didn't really get a chance last year. I can't, I can't even trust the Ravens based on. No, I get it. I get it. But Larry, what I'm saying is, his his good season in 2020, he averaged 25.2 in this in this format. Guess what Kyler averaged? Guess what Kyler averaged last year? Yeah, I know. Twenty-five point seven points a game. Twenty-five. Twenty-five point seven. Okay. The year before, the year before was twenty-six point nine eight. Okay. You want to know what he did the first seven games? It was north of thirty-one points a game, and then he got hurt. Hmm. So if he stays healthy, he's the QB one in this format. So yeah, you're banking on. Him picking up where he left off before the injury last year. It's, it's an upside play. That's what it is. Hmm. So yes. The completion percentage is what sets him apart from the other running quarterbacks because he's such a good passer of the football as far as efficiency goes. Well, that's why I'm I'm on the clock right now at the 206, and it was like Dak was out there. So on the turn, it, was, it went um, Rodgers-Kelsey – and then it went Andrews. And so Prescott, Brady, and Justin Jefferson are still out there. And I'm feeling like I'm get, taking one of these guys, and they just went bam, bam, bam. Yeah. So, right. Prescott made it to the second round, huh? Yeah. 203, that's, uh, 15th overall. That's wow. He actually went 108 in my draft right before Kyler. And he was on the list. Like it was, it was uh, Kyler, Dak, and uh, because there was, you know, there was Kelsey went at the 104. JT win, of course. So I was watching all these players kind of drop, you know. So seeing, you know, uh, Joe Burrow went 105 before Herbert at 106. But Brady went 107. 
So I was sitting there going, Dak, Kyler, Brady was still on the board, and Aaron Rodgers was still on the board. It could be Kyler, or it could not. We'll see. But if it's Kyler or Dak, I'm super happy. And I got Kyler. You took who over? You took Rodgers over Brady? I took Rodgers over – no, Brady went 107. Mm. I took Rodgers over Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Derrick Henry, Jamar Chase, and and Justin Jefferson, and – you know that that kind of realm. So yeah, I I think the ceiling is there for Aaron Rodgers. We'll see if it happens because of the receiving core. But you know, if he's, I figure if he's not getting to throw a bunch, he's going to retire anyway. And my Scott Fishbowl is done. So right. he's either going to throw a bunch or he's going to retire because there's no way he's going to walk into this and be like, yeah, I'm going to throw 500 attempts in in 2022 and be happy. He'll he'll pitch one of his little tantrums, and before you know it, he'll be throwing 38, 40 times a game again. I'm not a Stafford or really a Cousins person. Sure. But he doesn't throw picks, Cousins. He's solid is what he is. He averaged 22 points a game last year So under this format. Right. So he's solid for sure. There's nothing wrong with Kirk Cousins. He gives you a safe floor. He didn't have a negative game last year. His lowest game was uh, 5.04 points. No, he had a 2.2, 2.1 against Cleveland. But even like Aaron Rodgers had a negative game. Aaron Rodgers started the season with negative eight. So there was that. And he had six against Seattle. So, the, you know, there's almost everybody has a negative game or a couple stinkers here and there. Right. But everyone except Kyler. So, no, Kyler had a six-point game against Detroit. Yeah. Take it back. So Brian O'Neill is the often new offensive coordinator for Cousins. And um, they're supposedly going to be lighting it up this year. Yeah, they have, the sure. they have the firepower to do it. Yeah, for sure. Justin Jefferson has been talking like they're about to throw the ball a ton. So we'll mm. see. Should be interesting. So where are you leaning right now? On I was going into this thinking like maybe I should take Cousins just because the minus four point interception. And, you know, I have a history with Stafford, although, you know, he's been my greatest quarterback <laughs> of my greatest season. Oh, pick six, Mr. Pick Still, Six. He's the pick six it. king. Yeah, he's the king of the pick six. Matt Stafford. Yeah. What I hate that is ADP in the, in the fishbowl. Like the earliest he's been taken was number five overall. And sure. the latest, and then the latest is 31. So I mean we're talking about three thousand over three thousand leagues. Um, What's his average ADP? I mean, that's redundant, like Dylan said earlier in the HQ chat. Uh, what is his ADP? His actual ADP? His ADP is sixteen point three. Okay, so the two hundred four. But we got to remember this. This is also a cool little stat. The ADP of the last five is seventeen point three. Uh huh. So the two hundred five. Last time he was Wait, drafted. That's a pretty low variance, to be honest. Mm. You're talking about one extra spot. That could yeah. Just be, that could be just one guy taking him at twenty two instead of. Yeah. And then Derek Carr is kind of sneaky, you know. Derek Carr has a cap ceiling, though. And that's mm-hmm. the only thing. Like, if he's my QB3, I'm happy. But I don't want, I don't think I can win the tournament with Derek Carr. I'm just thinking about every game against the Chargers and the Chiefs. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, that's like every game is going to be explosive, I, I feel like. Yeah, you know? that's fair. That's, it could be really interesting. Not that the Rams don't have an explosive offense. Right, they they get to light it up anytime. They so, I mean, do I want to roll with? I mean, and I, I know in the HQ chat somebody had was uh, contemplating Cousins or Lance, and he went Lance. But I, I don't like Trey Lance in this format, man. I know, I know everyone talks about it with the rushing, but listen, we don't have a, a great enough sample. He's a brand new quarterback. He's gonna be throwing picks left and right, man. And and I feel like he's gonna have a lot more picks than um, people are thinking. It's possible he. So he, uh, in his, what, how many games did he start last year? Two? And he had 20.8 and 22.5 against Seattle and, and Houston. So, I mean, the running, the rushing floor is there for sure. And he had 89 rushing yards in one. He had eight attempts for 31 yards in another. That's a lot of attempts. Are they going to make up? Is going to make up for two picks? You know, they made up for one. They made up for one. He completed almost 70% of his passes. The rushing upside of Lance will negate the, a, a potential negative game. Negative points. Well, let me ask you, Larry, are you playing for are you playing for 15 points? Or are you hoping to get 25? Because I want to rack you, up the points. Right. 
So in this format, when it comes down to it, like, you know, it, the, the regular season is going to be fairly normal as far as trying to score points. Just get a good floor, outscore half the league so you get that, that bonus win uh, because you got a medium win there. But on the other hand, don't end up with the team that's going to score you 140 every week when you need 190 yeah. in the playoffs. You know, because when it comes down to it, you're not trying to beat 11 people. You're, you're trying to beat a couple hundred and then a couple hundred more and then 20 at the end or 30 or whatever it is. So, and all of those in one week versus just playing one person. So, so you, I'm just saying. You're thinking the dice roll of Lance is worth the dice roll? Where did he go in that one? Was that the mid-third, late-third? Which one? In Where he went, uh, him or Cousins. He went over Cousins. Where was that? Well, the earliest Cousins has been drafted is 12 overall. Latest, 37. I thought you said that in one draft he was taken over. Oh, he took a – no, he um, he was – well, Trey Lance has, has, has been taken fifth overall. Oh, wow. That's but someone he, really putting – you know, yeah. really just going all in. I can't, I couldn't do that. There's too many. There's too much guaranteed points at the top. Clearly, a San Francisco fan, you would think. Yeah, something. A North Dakota State fan. I don't More know. Like his his dad. His yeah, right. Like dad. <laughs> who, knew Trey, who knew Trey Lance was in the Scott Fishbowl? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you got that in, in the mix, or I could, or I could lean running back, and and I pick in twelve picks. So. Are these because I was scoping out some other drafts because you could see other divisions in sure, your I like doing whatever. that. Yeah. And you know, Stafford averaged probably on the turn when he was picked. Um, but but uh, in 12 picks, there's the draft that I looked at that this one kind of compares to. Uh, drafted 11 QBs in the first round. We this one was, wow. yeah, that's, that's the some folks committed to Superflex as well. I'm there. But the I'm second there. round, no, there wasn't barely any. That that was one where Stafford fell to. Uh, right. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, once you get past those that big tier of running of quarterbacks early, it's like all right, then you have a flat tier for a while. So, uh, right. I could see that because Stafford and Cousins, um, Tannehill is probably going to be in that range as well this year. And so. Six point passing touchdowns too. Those are mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. It's it's mostly about that completion percentage. It's got to you need guys that are going to complete the ball at a high rate, you know, because that when you start taking off points, that's when you see the difference between the top guys and yeah. the mid tier guys, you know. I mean, Stafford's going to throw the ball. Ugh, do I want yeah. to talk Stafford? He yeah. ain't running nowhere, especially with Cam Akers being so bad. I mean, you know what? And he's going to get hurt too. David Akers. I always say David Akers. I just got to say Akers. I just can't even. I can't even bring in a first name. So I can't keep these people waiting, man. I've been on the clock for about an hour and a half. Well, it's time to shit or get off the clock. I pick again in 12 picks. Do I roll the dice and hope one of those that that Stafford, Cousins, Carr, Lance, you think those any of those four will, will be there in 12 picks? Carr. I think Carr falls there. Yeah? I don't think anybody else does. And then I and then, then I go running back here. You know? Yeah, I, now that I've locked up my two QBs, it's going to be like that third round reversal. I'm just going to hammer, start hammering running backs. Yeah, right in in there every once in a while. Yep, I'm, I'm looking forward to a couple stacks, maybe a Marquise Brown and Zach Ertz. Um, oh. I, don't, I don't know. I, maybe I can get Alan Lazard super cheap late, just for the heck of it. You know, depends. Depends. Well, like if there's any Green Bay fans or anything, you know. Right, yeah. Well, you know what is interesting is I took the New Orleans. Uh, I'm in the New Orleans bracket. Right. So I might as well forget about any New Orleans players. And, and LSU any, players, yeah, too. Right? And any LSU players, exactly. <laughs> so, like, Joe Burrow going 105. I, I posted in the chat. I'm surprised he didn't go 101. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's a god down there. My goodness. Like, I don't know. I don't know very many men from New Orleans that wouldn't lay down for Joe Burrow. So wow. he, could, he could get some massages down there if he wanted. That's for sure. The time has come. Yeah, man. I think I'm just going to lock up the eh, those those four. Should I should I roll the dice? Um, have the four quarter uh, the four run four quarterbacks. One falls in twelve picks. I don't know. I mean, I think Carr could. What else is available after Carr? Like, how do you feel about 
Trevor Lawrence this year in this format taking the upside uh, and just shooting for the moon. You know, even uh, I don't, I'd I'd rather know. have Christian Kirk. You'd rather have Christian Kirk like invest in that part of the offense. I, I like. I think he's just going to get. Yeah, they're giving him a lot of money, man. They're going to get him the ball. Yeah, I agree. And there's look, he's going to be the number one receiver there. I don't, I don't have any questions about that. Yeah. It's just a matter of how efficient can uh, Trevor Lawrence be. So we'll see. I'm thinking that if Tua falls to about round six, I'm going to grab him there. I don't know if he will. As a third, go ahead and lock up as a, third a, as a third QB. Yeah, as a third. So, well, you know, I have, we we have to think about this. We have Kyler on by in week thirteen. So, right. yeah. and it's only, it's only two teams on by that week. So it's not yeah. like everyone's going to be experiencing the buy in week, in week 13. Now week 14, there's like six teams on by. So if all these Kyler owners get through week 13, they're golden. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Like I've got to figure out a way to get through week 13. I've got to plan that even, you know, they say, don't think about the playoffs, but if you're not thinking about the playoffs, then you're going to set yourself up for misery here. Yeah. Because this is not even matchups. This is, I don't even have this player. So, and that's the other thing is like, do you want to take two guys that are going to have like Christian McCaffrey was on the board at one point, And I was like, man, I would love to get Christian McCaffrey in the second round, but then I'm going to have two guys. My two top two picks are going to be on by in week 13 because it's Arizona and Carolina on week on by. And that's just, I couldn't do it. And there's going to be someone out there that does something like that, that has Kyler and ends up with CMC or DJ Moore or, you know, Marquise Brown and whatever. So there's there's going to be situations where people are going to struggle with buys, but week fourteen, whew, that's going to be ugly in the Scott Fishbowl. Quarterbacks are kind of shady. After Cousins, Car Stafford, uh huh. You have Tannehill, Tua, sure. Jameis, Matt Ryan, who might not be terrible. Then you get Davis Mills, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. I'm not trusting Justin Fields at all. Then, you, then you're in the Baker, Wentz, Jones. Yeah, and that's, it's a little scary for sure. Yeah. I think I'm going to go quarterback here. I think I'm going to go yeah, to Stafford. I like Stafford, so in this format, um, he's going to complete a pretty good I mean, I don't like the Super Bowl hangover aspect of so – that, that Super Bowl hangover is more for the losers. Yeah. That's what that's who it's really affected. You know, the losers never make the playoffs kind of thing. You know, that yeah. was a thing for a while. That has Kyler and Stafford. It's a good start. It's a, a steady start with a with a good ceiling is what it is. Yeah. You know, you're not capped with, yeah. well, he's going to throw for 260 yards and two touchdowns every week. Yeah. I went, dandy, but. I went Stafford, locked it up, and now it's, you know, now I'll do whatever I want. And you just hang out. At least it's not as low as the hot sauce draft. Right. <laughs> Man, that has been the topic of conversation for three days now is how slow that draft is. Yeah, why is that? You know what? I, I looked at it and, and Rocky's. It's like I look. I... Rocky was in uh, Disney. He was on vacation. <laughs> I missed that. So, so there's been that. You know, Manolo. It, the clock comes to Manolo at uh, whatever time, and then you got to ride that out. And then you know what Manolo wants to do is he wants to wait till everybody wakes up. This is what he did last night. He wants to wait wait till everybody wakes up so they can review offers, and then. So you're talking about waiting until 8.30 or 9. So it's going to be one of those situations. Like Manolo is going to have another 14 hours on the clock or something before he picks. Just I, I just traded back into that draft today. The Hot Sauce Listener League 14-team yeah. copy. You did. Um, the startup is happening right now for the second copy. And 14 of us that drafted last year, we can trade into this draft. This trade kind of surprised me from you. It's interesting. Let's hear it. Ridley Truther sends me a trade. Um, twenty twenty two pick eleven thirteen, which is in twenty picks from now. Yeah, twenty picks from the current pick, and a twenty twenty three round two pick. Do you, you want to well, go ahead? Which can well, as we as we talk about that it's a twenty four first or twenty five first. Oh, 25 first or whatever. If you want it to be, yeah. Yeah. Or you take or I could just take, you know, the best uh, available player. That's there's flexibility there. Yeah. Hmm. You you will have the luxury of being able to push it down the road if you choose to. Which is right. a part of this draft. So right. 11 13, 11, 13 and a 23 second. 
for Mike Gusecki and a 23 third. Do you want to know why he sent that offer, Larry? <laughs> why? So, while I was on the clock, and I've been moving back today because I have a flat tier of players right now, and yeah. it's like 10 or 15 guys. I had the 10.01. I moved back for a fourth, which, you know, this third. I moved back five spots for a third. If you told me I could trade any of these dudes for one of the guys at 10.06 for and get a third on top, sure, I'm cool with that. Then I did it again from 10.06 to 10.10. But when I sent that offer, RT said, hey, send me one. And I was like, okay. So I sent him. Ridley Truther. I sent him. RT. I sent him the 10.06 and a third rounder for the 11.13 and a second rounder. And you know what that would have been? He would have taken Gasecki there. So that's exactly what he was thinking. He's like, I want Gasecki. Let me nice. get some exact offer for the dude I want. Nice. So that's what he did. So I like it. I like the process. If that's his dude, then go for that's it. That's cool. Yeah. And you know what? I was going to take that, but Britt took the pick because Britt, I have now made two trades with non-trading. I hate to trade Britt Flynn. Oh, so nice. That's Britt right, Flynn. folks. Yep. I'm breaking her in the hot sauce way. That's Making cool. a trade. I'm sending her trades she can't resist. <laughs> so what, what, how did that one go down? I gave her, I, I sent that offer and I sent the one to Ridley Truther and several others in that range. The Tino, Why aren't you sending me any offers? Because you're not in the draft. Well, yes, I am. I was Go trying ahead. to move, well, you are now. <laughs> I was trying to move back just a little bit here and there. You know? Yeah. Well, I looked, at it, I looked at it as this way. There are some players that I value more than Mike Gusecki sure. in 20 picks. So yeah. I, it was an easy trade for me, and I picked up a, a first-round pick that has the, yeah. the value of a first-round pick, which I could leverage at any time. Yeah. So. Yeah, as soon as that becomes a 25 first, if that's what you want, then it's easy. Yeah. Right? You Either know. that or, you it's know, there's some, it's going to be a strong draft in 2023. So, All right. Which yeah, is more hard. valuable than Gusecki, again. Right. You know, that, that pick by itself is more valuable than Gusecki. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that he did that right afterward and just went and got his guy. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, well played. Uh, um, that's great. That's awesome. That's the beauty of a copy league. Right. Like, oh, you want the guy and uh, you didn't get that pick? Well, just go send it for the actual player, you know? Similar to what I did, you know, when I when I just grabbed a couple of picks. I, and I, I didn't do anything mm-hmm. other than, you know, I made a trade for, what, Kenny Walker and traded somebody and picked up Traylon Burks and yeah. just – Basically swapped out Pittman and Burks and got a couple of 20, 20, a couple of second round picks. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, so. I've got an idea. I'm up in one pick. I don't think I'll trade back on this one because I got an idea of what I want to do. So, well, in fact, this won't come, this won't come, this won't come out before. So I'm hoping to get right. Noah Fant. I'm ah. hoping to snag Noah Fant at the the ten oh nine or whatever. Ten. So we shall see what happens. I like it. Yeah, uh, it gets me. It gets me a little younger than Gasecki, and uh, I'm not trying to compete this year. I don't think that Faint is going to be all that great this year in Seattle with Geno Smith and Drew Lock. Well, there's a there's a little Jimmy G smoke with Seattle. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, I've heard. I still yeah. think he ends up in in uh, Cleveland. Yeah, he looks like he'd be a. He looks like he'd look good in Cleveland colors. It makes more sense for Cleveland to do it because they don't have their first, so it's not like they're trying to tank. You know, Seattle is trying to lose. I think they're actively trying to lose. They've got just enough adequate quarterback play that that they they can actually play games but not win consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Now, if you slide into the 1008 and take no phantom, I'm be pissed that I said something. No, <laughs> I'm not taking no phantom. But um, in 20 picks, there's some some players there, so we'll see yeah. how it goes. You know, there's still some big time players out there. Not that like Elijah Mitchell's still out there. Not that Ceh he's lost his luster, but he's still out there. My goodness, yeah, what a fall from grace for that dude. Yeah. We're in the tenth round, and Ceh hasn't even really been considered. Hunter Renfro, Michael Gallup. Robert, Bobby Woods, Chase Claypool still out there. You got, and you got some rookies, Christian Watson, George Pickens. Yeah. Hell, Gasecki could fall back, fall 20 picks. How about that? He possibly could. <laughs> that would be funny because <laughs> that's the pick that, you know, he just basically bought insurance, paid a, now, a premium on insurance. 
how would it be if I took Miles Sanders with the with this pick after trading Miles Sanders and getting juice on top? Is Sanders on? Uh, yeah, he's out there. That's he's right. There, there you go. I believe he's out there. That's what I did for, with yeah, with the Kenny Walker. I made that trade. Well, it feels like months ago. It was probably a week ago. And uh, yeah, we're still waiting to see what happened. We're 10 rounds in. And hold on. How long has it been? The start of June the 25th, I believe. So we're now uh, like 17 days in or something. And we're on the 10th round. Uh-huh. <laughs> Someone did the math earlier. We're averaging about eight picks a day. We'll get it done by week two. The draft? Yeah, we'll get it done by week two. You know, we, we did give away. We did actually give away the, that Wario Bowl spot. Make the announcement there, partner. The announcement. Willie Foster. Oh, Willie. Oh, Willie. Oh, Willie. At JJW Gator. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. That's, that, that's, that's his Twitter um, little pin there. Little uh, Bob Marley. Willie Foster. He commented on one of our um, one of our uh, tweets, and uh, I reached out to him and said, "You are the winner." <laughs> so he's gonna, he's going to take you down this year. Willie is yeah. taking the challenge. He's going to pump you up. I'm pumped for Willie to come in, and, and Jerry Sinclair, Greggles is in the league, and now Willie in the league. Yeah. He's gonna curb stomp you, and he was into it, man. When I told him, I'm like, dude, you won the spot, man. Are you are you still interested? And he was like, yes, hell yeah, let's go. He's like, yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> oh so, yeah, man, he got me uh, excited. So I can dig it, Willie, baby. The uh, that SFB Polython, huh? What do you think? Woo, baby. Do we t- do we turn it up on its head? Yeah, it got turned upside down for sure. <laughs> there were people going, is Dynasty Rich coming on soon? They were looking for regular. But then there were people that were like, I love the train wreck. And that's what we are. So if, you're, if you want yeah. the train wreck, you know where to find us. Dude, come on, man. I mean, they spend the whole day just like, you know, blah, blah, blah. You, no, know. you know, there's a lot of football talk. We don't need, to, lot, we don't need to trash anybody. But it's a lot of football talk. It's a lot right. of, you know, a, a, a bit repetitive. You know, who's sure. your standout? Who's who are you looking to get? Where are you drafting, et cetera? And and there is some some like actionable advice. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you listen to the whole potathon, which man, bless your soul if you did. I couldn't even imagine. I but did. You what? I watched the whole potathon. That explains some things. You want to know what's funny? Is what's that, that the first time I've ever done that? You watch the I have, whole thing. I have a ba- I have a baby and my wife and daughter and her best friend, uh, my daughter's best friend, drove, were gone for like from eight in the morning till six at night on Sunday. Oh, wow. So you so had all day. Yeah. I had a baby watching Saturday was just kind of like I was, she was oh she was the friend was still over and I was watching them. They were swimming in the pool. So I just I had to uh you know I had to be the lifeguard. So I'm watching the potathon with a baby. So I watched the entire potathon. Man. I was in the entire pot. Well, not late night because I just went to sleep, go to sleep. And, you know, you'd be surprised how many times the hot sauce pod was referenced in the SFP Potathon. I always go back and listen to it in segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, is so, that, that why you said that would make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the normal, like, sane way to do it. But hell, <laughs> even this year, Sal was like, I'm not doing a whole 36. So and brought in, you know, some relief. And you're like, I'm in. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, man. The pot of that was great. You know, we got the 9 p.m. slot, and I feel like we delivered. <laughs> uh, uh, Greg Pulsard, right after the uh, right after our appearance, he said, because we were talking about, you know, if you didn't know, what, I said, if you didn't know what to expect of this, you're clearly not a listener. <laughs> he said, I love this podcast. It is like your screwy uncle that gets loaded at the family holiday dinner. And tells inappropriate jokes and stories you can't help but laugh at. Yes, we have our inappropriate <laughs> uncle. I uncle saw that. Larry. Yeah. Uncle Larry, that's what we've got. Yep. I mean, we were hey, talking about running naked on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about running naked. I mean, you were talking about me running naked on the beach. Right, right. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I, I just, I just, the visual you painted was just, it made me, it made me, uh, it made me blush. <laughs> Yeah, I could, I could see the, your uh, 
your face was getting the color of your shirt. Right oh now. my god! Yeah, man, <laughs> great potathon. You know, you have it's it on close. a Saturday, and we're on a nine. Well, I had some friends by during the day, and um, we barbecued a little bit. So I was uh, I was lubed up. I was ready to go, man. Yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. I knew um, it from the get go. I wish my um, I wish I was not on mute in the beginning. That's that's my biggest regret. <laughs> yeah, Larry pops in. I had a lot muted to say. for like a minute. Not even he was he was just coming in hot and oh. completely muted. Your face, your facial expressions. <laughs> you were so excited. Yes. And no one could hear a damn thing. We're just like uh, Larry, you're muted. Larry, you're muted. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's our Larry. Uh huh. Right. So I hear that. Uh, so they're just like. Did you hear one of the, the reads? Yeah. So we put uh, we did a we did the sponsor thing again. And the second sponsor of this segment is the one and only the spicy the Dazzy Hot Sauce podcast. You hear this? A Dazzy uh -huh. Football podcast hosted by FF Larry Monkey and at Ron DFF and friends discuss strategy, player value, and hot and spicy takes at the Dazzy Hot Sauce podcast. Larry and Justin talk Dazzy football and make you laugh as they let the good times roll, provide valuable and actionable dynasty content every episode. Larry Monkey has a player and a brand of insight that we got to see at the, the, uh, the 9 p.m. hour last night, which usually saved for the, uh, the late night. So we got to see that, and that can't be brought up anywhere. Uh, meanwhile, Justin Rogers uh, seamlessly reels him back. Couldn't do it last night, but he tries to do it anyway. Of course, he's a good analysis. This is the Dynasty Hot Sauce podcast today on all major podcast platforms. Love it, Dave. You've been killing those this whole time. I appreciate it. And if anyone's looking to blame me for anything Larry said on primetime, uh, let me know because that, that's on me. I didn't want to pair him and Shane. I, I thought that, that might get us booted from YouTube <laughs> altogether. Uh, so we made, uh, made a change. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't want us with Shane. I don't blame them. Like, Shane, Shane did a very professional job of hosting all night. I watched about an hour and a half or so. Uh, he did a very professional job. I don't think that he could have held it together if we had come on there and started going off the rails. It, it might have ruined him for the night. He might have been doing it all night long with everybody else. So, you know, it was probably wise that they just stuck us somewhere else. I caught some of the um, late night stuff after the fact. And, uh, and Shane, his first guest is Ryan Hallam. Yes, I saw. But, I, but he I kept calling him Rylan the whole time. His son, <laughs> son's name is Rylan. So Shane keeps calling Ryan Hallam. Keeps calling Rylan. I'm like, dude, I can't believe he hasn't figured this out yet. <laughs> you listen to him. Uh, look, I've got no room to talk because Zach Reed was Eric for an entire yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah an and hour I, and I was all banged up. I was calling him Tact Assassin, not the Tacit Assassin. So yeah, I'm sure right. he heard that irritated him, too. But uh, so yeah, we got I got a little I got a little flack for so the f bombs and stuff. But listen, this is Saturday night, nine p.m. What are you talking? What, what's going on here? Here, what are you still getting your hair done? Okay, first of all, Larry, that's Saturday evening at six p.m. for the West Coasters. Might want to keep oh. that in mind. There could be some children listening. That's prime time. <laughs> Come on, there's only there's only the East Coast. There's no other time zone. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it was definitely 8 o'clock my time. I had to tell my wife, just keep Frankie in the bedroom, and I'll be in there <laughs> I'll be in there after I'm done to help put her to bed. Like just just keep her keep her entertained for 30 minutes. Yeah. Because, you know, she can make an appearance, and, boy, she she did not, to be, not need to be involved in that pod. Not at 9? Yeah, the 9 p.m. slot. So, I, I mean, I feel like we've, we've just – we cemented our our Sure we did. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified to say, like, no, this is a late night. This is a Skinamax – and we can't put that on it in prime time. That's well, what I think. You know, it's, the fantasy. There's a there's a, a section of the community that is really like you know you you know you know don't say you can't say bad words. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get that. What's the big deal? I mean, nobody's kids are listening to podcasts. Nobody. Stevie D has his kids messaging us. So oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll sneak. We'll see if he figures it out. Oh <laughs> 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 yeah. So no, I mean, <laughs> no this stuff. especially if they're into fancy football, you know, a 14 year old might really be into well, it. I mean, Cause 14 year olds don't curse. Come on. Of course they do. That's all they do. I've been to the park and I'm like, dude, I was like, will you shut the fuck up? There'll be a half a dozen little shithead kids 
yeah. you know, and all they're doing is cursing because they think it's cool because they're young and they, you know, they're 12. And then they turn to Larry Monkey and they just keep cursing because it's cool. I'm just like, will you guys shut the fuck up? My kids are here playing, you know, stop, yeah, yeah, yeah. you fucks, you little shits. <laughs> yeah. We've all been 14 at one point in our life. Where are you at in the fishbowl right now? I took Aaron Rodgers and then Cooper Cup went off right after me, which is one of the guys I was considering. So now Sigmund Bloom is on the clock. So oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I noticed? You got a lot of um, analysts in your league. There's, yeah, we talked about like, this. It's like eight eight analysts out of 12 or something like that. I noticed it. And they're all like, you got some cool – you're in there with the angry sports couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob was trying to get a uh, live draft going, and I told him that I was down if we could make it happen. But uh, it just so happened that we had a couple people that were out of state, you know, out of the region. Oh, That's look at that. Stafford, Cup, and Derek Carr. So, wow, Derek Carr did go that early. So did Derek Carr go before Kirk Cousins? He did. Yeah. Did he go before Aaron Rodgers? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers went to 112. Oh, okay. You were debating between Stafford, Cousins, Carr, and who? What was the other? Uh, Lance was an outlier. I think he could be an interesting QB3. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't want him as my second quarterback just because, yeah, yeah, he could explode and you want to – Take up a, a, a lot. That's what the fishbowl is all about. You know, you want to take that lottery ticket, but not with the sure. second, not with my second pick. Couldn't take him as my second round pick either. Like, there's just no way. I mean, Stafford is plenty fine enough with the season. Yeah. I, that's what I was about to say. What's Stafford's floor? Like 30 touchdowns and 4,000 yards. Right. Exactly. And that's a hell of a floor. Last year it was like 4,800 yards and 30 something touchdowns. So, I mean, he's solid for sure. Now he has Allen Robinson to throw to and Cooper Cup. Right. Well, he had Robert Woods last year, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure he upgraded. He just, you know, lateral move because as soon as Woods right. went down, Odell was there. So yeah, uh, you don't need to. You know, he doesn't need to improve to be very good. Right. He's got another he, year in the system. Like again, he was his, in his first year. There aren't any bonus points in the fishbowl this year, really. Video game season, you know, that was right. great. You know, I could start yeah. Cole Beasley and get like 20 points. Just he'd get just because he'd get fifty yards. Like he was a solid sixty yard a game guy, you know. And all you yeah. needed was fifty out of your guy to get a bonus five. I'm curious when the first kickers are going to go off. I'm not taking uh, a kicker. I'm not taking a kicker. No, I'm just I'm wondering when it's going to happen. I mean, uh, you never know though. You know, it could be shit out there. It's only twenty two rounds. Not that it matters. I think it's more. I think I'd rather play with more analysts because they're they'll they they will tend to overthink more. more predictable. They'll try to outsmart themselves. Has anything going on in Twitter lately? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you just realized so that you when know, I, Larry, you know, Larry, there is something we haven't talked about, and it involves uh, someone, someone in your room. <laughs> someone in your room right now. He's behind you. That I mean, now you know why he's been smiling like this. Yeah, he's had a big old smile. <laughs> oh. Old milf hunter back there. Yes, and now it's funny that now everybody thinks Zach Wilson is cool now. So yeah, well you know you sleep with the old broad. He's banging. He should, I, mean, I, I mean, how many of your mom's friends were anything to look at? I mean, uh, you should. I know, go his, look at, I know his nope. mom is, is. Yeah. Nope, Larry. You should go look at her Instagram because someone pulled up a photo of like seven of them, and it's like I saw that picture. Every yeah. all seven of them are bangable. They're like which sure. one? They're like which one? Yeah, which one exactly? It's like. I don't know. All I know is it's not his mother. It could be any of the other ones. There's uh, two types. The type that hang out, like the pretty women. Type that hang out with ugly chicks so they look better, or the type that hang out with a lot of pretty chicks because that's their thing. And She's the type that hangs out with a lot of uh, other attractive women. So I'm hoping a a, a running back falls to me right now because I'm going to grab a running back. I don't think Kyle Pitts makes it to my my pick, although his ADP rate is lower than I thought it would be. His ADP ranges from, well, he's been the lowest third overall and the highest, the latest he's been picked is 38th with an average ADP right around 25, I guess. The last five drafts he's been drafted. He's been drafted three picks after 24.3 ADP. And then the last five drafts he was drafted have been in 27. Yeah. So I have pick 30. Maybe, hey, I mean, I'm all over pits if it comes my way. Yeah, let's see. Where do I draft? I'm, I took the nine. So I have 10 picks till I get to choose again. I'm pretty excited. I mean, Stafford is just, you know, we like I said, we have a love and hate relationship. How do you feel about George Kittle going behind Darren Waller? 
think it's an interesting uh, situation with the two of them because yeah. Kittle has yeah. the new QB. Waller has the new target in town with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is going to have like three guys on him in the end zone. And Waller is just going to fucking shoot out from the well, <laughs> right out of the flat. And let's they're just. Be What's uh, that? Let's be honest. Devontae Adams has had three dudes on him in the end zone for his entire career because ain't nobody else been there. But Rodgers has never had a narrow Waller on the other side of the end zone he can throw to. And you got and you got the old hunter. So are you suggesting that I take I go Darren Waller at 30? Who do you think truly performs higher this year, Darren Waller or Kyle Pitts? You gotta think right. Kyle Pitts should see some progression, but it's gonna take a lot yeah. of progression. And he's dealing with a with a Marcus Mariota and not a Derek. Yeah. The worst team that will clearly be throwing with them. We got Waller in that shootout potential we, we talked yeah, about. And I'm not sure that you're gonna see 600 attempts out of Atlanta. Like, I think you're going to be closer to five, five twenty-five, and they're just going to hope to grind out games and not get blasted every week. Yeah, I pick in I 10 picks. Get, I don't think they get forced into throwing that much. 10 picks. I got my quarterback out of the way. Yeah, I think Waller and Kittle are better buys this year than uh, Kyle Pitts. That's just me, especially because they're going a full round later. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle Pitts at 26, and then Waller at 37, and Kittle at 39. So you think in Swift or Barkley? I think I'm taking the upside of Swift. Yeah, I, I do like Barkley. I, I'm not against Barkley. I mean, they're okay. So they're almost it's almost the same in terms of two shit teams. But would you rather trust like Jared Goff or Daniel Jones? I rather. Hey, you know what? You uh, right there at the same place is Joe Mixon. How do you feel about yeah. Mixon versus Swift versus? Because Mixon's 29, Swift is 30. You're looking at the 30 spot on yours. Uh, I mean, there's a chance that you have the shot at Mixon. Would you rather have him or Swift? Or Barkley. Hmm. Yeah. That's tough. Swift has a bye week right before the playoffs start. So he's, he's, he's well rested for the playoffs. Sure. The fantasy playoffs. That's what that's exactly that's gonna help. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, I like about these running this wave of running backs, they all have single digit bye weeks, you know. I will be looking for Leonard Fournette later. That's for sure. I think he's gonna be a guy that in the fourth round, if I can squeeze him out there, should be interesting. And we'll see how that goes. How do you know what's a big been a big topic? Brees Hall. He's an interesting thing there because it, you're banking on the touches, and if he gets them, he's going to be good. You know, he's going to get volume. Does he get it? So his ADPs in the. 53 overall, but the last five drafts, 57. Yeah. And so draft anywhere between went, like 39 and 70. Right. What if you went like uh, you've got your two QBs and then you took uh, uh, like one of the tight ends and two running backs? You got like Mixon and Brees Hall or Barkley and Fournette. You so feel my, pretty good about your yeah. team this year. My next three picks are pick 30, pick 43, and pick 54. Yeah. So, so Brees could be there at 54. I'd have to reach for Brees Hall at 43. No, that's, not, that's not a that's not well, if you wanted to get him at 43 so you didn't risk it, yeah, that's fair. You'd have to you would have to uh reach a little bit. That but I don't weird. know that reaching is like what's his high ADP? Hold on, let's let's pull it back. His high 53. ADP is uh well, let's see, 17. No, that's oh, sorry, 39. His, his high his high ADP is 37. Oh, maybe I need to refresh. I see 39. Uh, 55. His rank is 55. And he's, uh, this is what I just clicked through. Yep. And 37 and 70. He's dropped to 70 and something. I would just risk it and see if See, that's falls. the thing. Like, you see these outlier drafts, and you think they're just fucking dumb people in there. Just a rant. I mean, there's a lot of dumb people out of 3,000 people. There's a lot of fucking idiots that yeah. don't know any, that aren't as crazy as us, you know? Sure. This is the range where I, where I would be really tempted to take like a Dalton Schultz, or or a Hawkinson. Just the fifth round. Up. Yeah, and that's the that's the scary part is that all these running backs look so good, but I don't want to be left with starting with you know a uh, Brevin fifth Jordan or or some shit like so that. So the last yes, you know what? I can't take Brees Hall unless he comes to me at fifty four. Right, which is is completely feasible. His current ADP is fifty four point seven. Yeah. And and I have the fifty fourth pick. 
54.3 in the last five is what it is. So you got a shot there. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely going to get a nice piece. At that. I'm fade, I'm just fading wide receivers, though. That just is what it is. I'm fading wide receivers. Yeah. I'm going to try and get some Marquise Brown and Zach Ertz late. Uh, Hollywood is going at 72. And Ertz is going at 82. I love it. I love that the ADHD tool. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, we should. You, it gives you an idea of like when you should reach on somebody. Right. Why don't you tweet that out on the show handle so that uh, people can actually check it? And so if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the ADP, and you you'll be able to uh, find the ADP handily on our uh, yeah. our show handle. I think so I'm going to. By the time this comes out, we'll be in like round five, six, whatever. We'll really have some more established ADP. And yeah. if you're if you're being smart, slow your draft down just a little bit. Slow it down. Yeah. You know, I was mentioning earlier when we were uh, in our pre-show that I kind of made my my group wait about two hours. Got home, ended up falling asleep on the couch with the baby, and I was like, I'm not in a hurry. Woke up. It's like, and the the group is talking like, Have we made any progress? It's like, guys, it's only been two hours. Not like you waited six hours for this. My goodness, take it. So I gave it another fifteen. Well, I think it was a. Uh... Somebody sent it on Twitter that that us dynasty folks kind of have an edge just because we're used to playing in in alternate settings leagues. We're we're used to the slow draft and <laughs> we're just used to the way things are happening in the fishbowl. Sure, yeah. Uh, although it's a it's a redraft, so you do have to you know, well, you just have to throw age completely out the window. That's all it is. Yeah, you just have to completely ignore age, and and play for points. Which is why I took Stafford. I mean, this guy could. And Stafford always has a busted thumb or his fucking chest is back. Yeah, but he never misses. He's got some kind of issue, but he never misses games. So he had a negative. He had one negative game last year. Right, negative point game in week sixteen. Oh. Remember, he fucked everyone in week 16 yeah, well. last year. He had minus one. Yeah, that well. did weigh on me. That weighed on me because I'm like, man, Cousins is only going is not going to throw ten picks. He's going to throw less than ten picks. But then Cousins had, you know, also had like a five point and a six point game. So it's weird sure. with these settings. I just yeah, love there's really no difference. Justin. There's really no difference between negative one and four points. Like in the grand scheme of things, if you got mm-hmm. four points out of your QB, you feel like you got negative one. I wouldn't stress oh, that. Yeah. Gonna hammer the running back position, you know, a sneaky running back, Cordell Patterson. I mean, this is like a redraft show, also, you know. It is right now, that's for sure. Yeah. It's Scott yeah. Fishbowl, and we're all in. The yeah, league. we're talking Scott Fishbowl. We, you know, we like to cater to everybody, but Jesus, it's kicking off today. Matthew Berry pieced out from ESPN today, also. Yeah, that's one thing we haven't we haven't mentioned that. So yeah, there's some nice running backs that are going to be out there. I think it's, you got to hammer running back and then just concentrate on receivers after that. Yep. You just got to, you just got to, you can't, I don't think you can pick and choose. You just got to go after one position, crush it. Go after the next position, crush it. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in on that, that kind of strategy as well. I'm going to be working these down. That's how I feel. That's how I feel because uh, I don't know. You need to start three wide receivers also. Yeah, but it can be anything. I mean, you're going to find wide receivers that are giving you 14 points a game. Yeah, the Kirk Lazard are back, back to back. I want Christian Kirk there easily. If they're back to back in ADP, I want Christian Kirk. Even if even if I have Aaron Rodgers, I'm taking Christian Kirk. I'm not worried about the stack. 112 and 114. Well, it'll be fun to see how this plays out. You know, everybody's talking about SFB right now. We're all super stoked. In the chats, in podcasts, uh, on Twitter, we're all just blowing up that SFB. Um, it's going to cool off in the next few days, and everybody's going to kind of find their groove, and the newness will wear off, and you won't hear as much about what other teams are doing. So you're going to need to check out the the app that Josh ADHD has out there that we're going to post because you're going yeah. that's the only way you're going to be able to find out information on what's happening in round seven of the Scott Fishbowl. Are you curious of where Deshaun Watson is being drafted right now? No. No? Plays no. I don't think he plays this year. So what is he? Let's see, round 19. Uh pick 123. Round. You said 123? Yeah. So the 11th round? Okay, so his earliest selection has been 80, latest 162. So he's not, um, man, that's like uh, the. Hold on. 
15th round. 123rd pick overall, but the last five drafts that he was selected, he's been the 112th pick. That's the 10th round. No, thank you. That's the middle of the 10th. Uh, Still get some good guy, good good folks in the 10th round. Too many round. good players there. Too many I mean, that's, your, that's your shot. You're, you know, you're shooting your shot. You know who that is? That's, that's people you. that have that's people that have punted QB. That's you last year. Except yours was like the second round. I thought he was gonna play last year. I'm I'm out on that this year. That he's there's clearly the precedent sent that he can he can miss a year and the NFL is talking about another year. So uh, it is what it is. I'm I was shooting for upside there, but there's no upside if he's not playing. And I was hoping that there was upside last year that he would play, that he would get traded. It didn't happen, and that's what it, you know, that's why I didn't win the whole thing. That's why we made the playoffs. But currently, I have two quarterbacks in the top twelve, so or that are uh, QB. Yeah, you're looking at like 45, 50 points a week out of your quarterbacks. That's oh, a great start. That's nice. You're right. Oh. It is. I don't know, man. I love the settings. I wish like my home redraft league had cool settings like this, but yeah, right. I play in one that's not even PPR. Standard scoring. I just got out of one. Uh, last year was my last. I was like, I can't, I can't uh, do I can't it anymore, do man. One. I have two of them. One of them's half PPR, and one of them is the standard, no, no PPR. Well, I'm trying okay. to streamline my um, application. Yeah, these here. are all my. These are all my regulars at the bar that I talk shit with every week. Right. So, you know, like one of them. I got out of Yahoo. I'm done with Yahoo. It's yeah, now I'm it's sleeper in NFL. I mean, that's right. why I wanted to get into Raz Bowl, but I don't know what platform it's on. Yeah. And uh, it, it looks like it's not on a sleeper or MFL platform. So I don't want to, I just want to, I don't want to, like last oh, year I did a Fantrax one. I didn't know it was Fantrax. That's oh like a gosh. totally, yeah, that, it's a totally different, almost like a language. You know, you, you got to navigate through this brand. You're just in uncharted territory when you're used to, even like I'm used, I, I can handle myself on CBS, ESPN, Yahoo, MFL, sleeper. But um, I, I just got out of everything, so now I'm just straight up MFL and sleeper. Yeah. Oh, uh, one more thing. There was one more small piece of news, just some speculation, that the Buccaneers might be interested in trading for Jimmy G and holding him for a year and then him succeeding. Oh, Brady. full circle. <clears throat> do you think that helps his value? Like, do you think he gets a value boost, or is that one of those, like, oh, it's sure. a year away? In a dynasty league? Sure. Yeah. I think it has to. So. I don't think it's anything special, though. I'm not like I won't be. I'm not going to get fleeced for for trading for trading for Jimmy G. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't imagine I'm giving up a 23 first, obviously. <laughs> but then again, you might find yourself at uh, like the 112 next year, and Tom Brady is retired, and Jimmy G is a starter. You're like, man, I would give the 112 for for Jimmy G right now. I think that would, yep. that could be interesting with those weapons, etc. Uh, I think he gives them a boost, but it's nothing, nothing crazy, because you're going to be looking at like, oh, great, now I got to wait another year, a whole year. Yeah, some good running backs out there. I mean, what, what do you think of uh, Derek Henry and, and Eckler in a redraft? You got I you was like seriously tempted to take Derek Henry. I couldn't forecast another year where he gets thirty something touches a game. I just don't know that he gets the kind of usage that made him stand out last year and the year before. I think they kind of realized, hey, we can't give him thirty two carries a game or whatever. All right, where are you on with Eckler then? Um, I've got him a tier below. I don't think I'm going to get him anywhere because I think he's going to be a little bit higher than I wanted to take him. But I would be really tempted if came around to the three o three or whatever, and he's there. I'd be really tempted. Or the 304, I guess, is where I'm at. Oh, to be like, yeah, let me, let me consider taking Eckler. See, when I, I look at running backs, when I look at Eckler, Henry, Cook, Chubb. Oh, Harry. I can't take him. He went 202. I just pulled it up. I, I didn't even realize he went. He went right after Mark Andrews. Uh, this is an interesting one in mine. 112, Lamar Jackson, 201, Mark Andrews. Oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? What, he got, what, what, he, he what, got what, the stack right there. Huh? What what draft was that? Yours? Yeah, my draft. Oh. CMC went before Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know what? I would not have gone Mark Andrews there. Oh, I would have. That's an and I know theory. everyone loves Mark Andrews, but listen, listen to listen to my theory. The Ravens were just they lost their entire running back room last year. They lost their quarterback for half the season. Yeah. I mean, the only stable security blanket for. The Ravens was was 
Mark Andrews. I th- and he had a great season. Like he, he had a ridiculous season, not just great, ridiculous, like an all-time tight end season. But if you look at Andrews' stats with Lamar and without Lamar, and that's fair. They're not great. His splits are not well, great. They're still great, but they're not like, you know, with twelve games. Okay, so twenty twenty one. 12 games with Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, 16.3 fantasy points per game, uh-huh. eight and a half targets, f- uh, 5.8 receptions, 71 yards. Sure. Um, that pace in a 16-game season is 145 targets, 99 receptions, 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns. Okay, so it's not terrible. It's not that far well, It's a great game. season, but everyone in, is, is hanging on the five games without Lamar where he was t- 22 points a game. Yeah. Six points more a game, um, three more targets a game, two and a half more receptions, 30 more yards, that pace, 139 receptions, 1,700 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Yeah, that's insanity. If you get, But if you get 99, 1,208, you are super happy with that. That is a, a nice wide receiver one season. Right, and you're getting it at a position of premium. Of, of, you know, because because of the scarcity. So yeah. I, I like the the stack. I'm I'm real big on the Andrew stack with Lamar Jackson. I think it's almost that's a Tyree Kill season is what it is. Hill had 111 for 1239 and nine last year. So wow. just 12 receptions less, but that's what that is. You're getting Tyree year. Kill out of your and your tight end. Yeah. I, I thought Andrews might fall to me, but no, no, no chance. He went on the turn also. Right, I would have taken him even without even having looked at. You know, the quarterbacks, I would have taken Andrews had he fallen to me. Once Lamar Jackson fell past me, there was no way Andrews was going to make it back because of the stack. Yeah, I was looking at Brady and Justin Jefferson. Uh, Jalen Hurts went right away, right after me. Russell Wilson went right after that. Yeah, Brady would have been a nice steal. The ADP is, is aligned with how my draft is going. There haven't really been any outlier pieces. So I'm yeah. waiting for that. You know, I want to see that. I need, I, want, I need someone to fall to me. You know, I need to be like, whoa, look at that. I know, right? Yeah. That was me with Kyler. Yeah, that, I, has, I that hasn't happened to me yet. I wasn't sure that Kyler was going to make it to 109, but as, as it kept going, I was like, there's a shot. There's a shot. Yeah, that's, a step. that's, pretty, that's pretty good. It's not bad, you know. I saw someone got him 112 and then went right back with Burrow. At, that uh, was uh, like Jim or somebody. Or yeah. Jim or somebody yeah. in the gym. Yeah, Burrow and – yeah. We, yeah, it stinks that I – I took the 107, fully believing that I would. There was a good chance, a better than good chance, Lamar would fall to me, and he and then you got lucky, and Kyler came to you instead. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like Lamar's gonna have a great season. The yeah. rushing, yeah, the great season. He'll be he'll be Kyler Murray. But they don't make design runs for Kyler Murray, do they? Not at the. Yeah. Not it's at not the, at the same. No, no, no. It's not the same level. But then again, you also have to think about that the throwing. He, he completes. Lamar, throws, Lamar completes plenty of passes. That, that, he doesn't throw many interceptions at all. Lamar Jackson. He threw 16 interceptions last year in 12 games. Yeah, he was trying to do too much, man. He had no running yeah. backs, and he completed 64 percent of the passes. He completed yeah. so that's a slight negative every game. Is a 64. Bad, yeah, he had a bad season, man. But the year before, he threw he completed 64 percent of the passes, and the year that he was great, he's completed 66 percent. So it's just it's not comparable as far as the running or the passing goes. Uh, Kyler's just a, a more developed. Now he's not going to get 250 carries or whatever. I just don't think that. Well, I guess neither is Lamar. Lamar's going to get 170 carries, 160 carries. Yeah. But I think Kyler Murray gets enough that when you look at his rushing stats, you're like, okay, that's acceptable. Like he's going to get 100 carries. So. Last year, he ran for 400 yards. The year before, he ran for 819 and 11 touchdowns. So, yeah, he gets some design runs, no doubt. <clears throat> it's just not – it's not Lamar Jackson level. But I don't want him to throw that you – know, to run that much. I want to be chucking that ball everywhere. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, let's wrap yeah. it up. Let's wrap it up, baby. Yes, sir.
SFB 12, let's go. SFB, you know it, baby. Week one. Oh, we're gonna do the SFB Rose show, and then probably we should wait till there. We should wait till we get some full squads, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, we'll do the we'll do the roast in a few weeks and make this yeah, happen. Stay tuned and uh, some people up. catch us on Twitter. We'll rock and roll with you. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Larry Monkey and Justin. Roger. Talking dynasty football, baby.